glad glad we uh, no longer share through Dropbox. <laughs> really? Uh, okay. Yeah, that is a that would have been a problem. Is this our cold intro? This is our cold intro. Glad okay. we don't share through Dropbox, and uh, Dropbox I'm glad that you were. Dude, yeah. this is. I'm about ready to disassemble my entire computer to figure uh, out why hammer? Dropbox doesn't work. <laughs> Yeah, especially because we rely so heavily on Dropbox for absolutely everything. Uh, well, you know, it's it's kind of like uh, when you, like, hurt one of your arms or something like that, and you realize, <laughs> like, I really do use both my arms a lot. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> like, huh, yeah, you really can't go to the bathroom <laughs> easily <laughs> with just one hand sometimes. So, uh, uh, are you using... How are you uh, handling your file manipulation now at this point? Uh, well, my text notes are pretty much on my phone only because my uh, computer, my laptop's not syncing. I blew something up uh, installing the latest Xcode and command line tools and something like something. Something is something happened. Porked. Yeah. Because Super Duper doesn't work, BB Edit doesn't work, and Dropbox doesn't work. They they literally just die with like. The longest stack trace I've ever seen in the console. Oh, really? It's yeah, not just it's like uh, all the way down to the metal. Oh, it's not just like uh, <laughs> things don't sync and you're not sure why. No, no, it's no, like no. a no, the, uh, the application dies as soon as it launches. You, I can in Activity Monitor, I can see it launch, see it come up <clears throat> for a split second. You can see the menu bar flash where there would be an icon, and then it dies. That's Yikes. It. Yeah, those are fun ones too. So, but you know what? It's motivated me to move well, a lot I was of stuff say, to WebDAV. Oh, okay. I was going to say the best <laughs> fix for that is just to buy a new laptop and burn the other one. <laughs> yeah, that's, it actually is quite the timing. Uh, my new laptop comes like June first, so I'm like, ah, oh, I could just make it till June first without Dropbox, and then I'll reformat this machine. My wife wants yep. it. There you then, go. Then I'll have a new machine. Yeah, you know, Dropbox stops working. You just throw the old computer out. <laughs> That's basically how I would have to do it. I wanted it. a new system font one time, so I just threw the computer away. Yeah. It's, uh, well, Dropbox is that essential to me. I might as well throw my computer away if it doesn't work. <laughs> Which, that was one of the reminders I got about yep. how scary it is. Yep. I think we need to do a, a, a future show Boy, about that because it's big time. If, if Dropbox goes away, I'm... Life is rough for a while. Life is real rough, but you know what's also uh, you know it also makes life rough. Mm. Get, getting lost. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're gonna do a show where we drink uh, beer and talk about not and get getting lost. lost. <laughs> not usually, getting, that's lost. how it goes. Yeah, drink beer um, and get lost. So the beer this week is a dark horse. Uh, brewing company beer. Now, I did not know anything about this brewery before this beer, hmm. and um, uh, the delay that we had today ha- uh, allowed me to do a lot of research. These cool. these guys and this brewery looks like the coolest place They're in bonkers, the world. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I really want to uh, go visit their yeah, compound. Go, go, go read their bio and the about the brewery, and yeah. you'll still have no idea what yeah. they do. <laughs> well, like, I watched some of the videos. Um, the videos are cool. Yeah. They're nice. And uh, they're in Marshall, Michigan. Mm-hmm. And uh, this beer is called Double Crooked Tree India Pale Ale. This Double is a, Crooked a Tree. Limited release. Their their Crooked Tree is their normal India Pale Ale. This is a limited release till July, I believe. Yeah. And, so uh, Crooked Tree is like their biggest beer. I think they're most widely circulated. They're most uh, they they produce the most of that beer. And then this is turned to eleven. Yeah, this is a ten percent 
unbelievable. Ken, is that all? Yeah, this is an unbelievable. But I've had this before. Oh, it's twelve percent. Yeah, twelve percent. Holy crow! I was looking at the, the the website and I must have looked at the crooked tree, which was probably ten percent. So anyway, this is uh, this does not mess around this beer, and um, I've had it one other time and I really liked it. And uh, so hopefully we won't get lost uh, after drinking this beer because we I'm, have a I'm, lot of mapping and uh, GPS stuff to talk I'm, I'm about. Di- I'm dying to to try. I had a we had a play date today. In, Did you really? Which pretty much just means I run around all day. That sounds I'm fun. I'm exhausted, <clears throat> tired, sweaty. I stink. <laughs> covered in ice cream and everything else. It's but a normal day. Sounds like uh, a work let's, day. Let's finish it up with a 12% beer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I uh, I probably overdid it oh, today, too. Oh, this smells great. Yeah, it smells really good. I went on a uh, like a 14 and a half mile bike ride, and then we, everybody wanted to go on a hike. So as soon as I got back, we went on a hike, and I'm just Wait, dying. Wait, people that, were they on the bike ride with you? No, no, it was just me. Oh, okay. I just went on the bike ride ah, solo I see. today. So yeah. that's why they felt all yeah. spry and chipper and <laughs> yeah. ready to go for a hike. I was dragging. Oh, my gosh. So... Uh, got back and uh, cracked the double uh, crooked tree, and I'm gonna sip this right now, actually, but while we get ready to talk. So the nose on this has a, for me, has a ton of cherries in it. This is awesome. Wow, this is more, this is richer than I remembered it to be. But oh it is. wow, a huge These amount guys. of alcohol in that too. <laughs> yeah. These guys are awesome. Mm, I just drank a Sterno can. <laughs> yeah, I really like this uh, Sterno can in a good way. Mm. Uh, it's it's a fantastic. It's got a ton of bitterness, but because it has a lot of uh, residual sugar still in it. Yeah, this malty it, backbone. It just kind of spreads across your mouth, and you get like this big, full bodied bitterness with. Yeah, I definitely taste some cherries there. Yep. Oh man, that is a phenomenal double IPA. Yeah, this is uh, this is way, way up there, but we'll get to grades later. Um, mm, so uh, this is some this is a topic that you had thrown out there, and I thought, what a great topic because there's so much to to kind of go into here <laughs> as um, opposed to usually you're like crap again this is, again oh my god i don't want to talk about this no this is one that i um i always wonder how other people do it um because I, it's something that's kind of evolved with you know sometimes an app doesn't work anymore sometimes uh something goes uh, you know, they change their pricing model and I stop using it. Sometimes I find these great little apps that, uh, sometimes, uh, you know, I just change to a new app for, you know, seemingly no reason. I just start using it and use it for a while. So, um, for, for kinda, mapping, to be, for mapping. To be specific, <laughs> specifically mapping and location based things like, you know, finding yeah, restaurants and change, whatever. I don't change very often. So yeah, why don't you start then since you're, Oh, well, yeah. I don't change very often mostly because I found one that worked. I paid a bunch of money for it to, to like get all the packs that it had and it works well. Like I use it. My wife uses it. It's Navigon. I really like Navigon. Yeah, I uh, that was the first one I bought when it. I think that was the first one that was released for iOS that had really good reviews. Yeah, um, I had bought Navigon and my wife had bought TomTom, Tom. mm-hmm. and um, and actually I ended up liking TomTom Tom a lot better and ended up using TomTom. Tom. Yeah, uh, I've heard great things about TomTom. Tom. Uh, the service, the little dashboard thing, uh, but Navigon was bought by Garmin, which really worried me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But they haven't 
seem to have messed it up. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Navigon has a lot of stuff for Europe as well. From what I did when I did my research, it looked yeah. like it was all over the world. That was one of the other reasons I liked it was because at the time um, we were considering traveling, and then decided that's really hard to do with a kid. <laughs> yeah, it's, it presents certain challenges. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, the thing I like about TomTom, which is something that uh, we use a lot now that we moved out to the the sticks, is it has uh, the best. Uh, quote-unquote alternate directions that I've ever uh, run across, meaning that if you see a route and they usually tell you, uh, take me the fastest way, um, generally I don't like to go the fastest way. I like to take the nicest way, so like the most pleasant drive. So you just go in and hit alternate directions. You can just keep having it regenerate directions until you see some roads that look good. I I like... I actually, my my daily commute is that way. I prefer to not take the highway. So I drive surface streets all the way into Boston, like 20 miles, and because I would much rather have a nice drive than a fast, really terrible drive. <laughs> exactly. Like I could, uh, when we moved out here, I used the GPS a lot because I essentially go through three different rush hours depending on when I leave because it's such a long drive. And so I used to um, use the TomTom driving directions, and they have really good traffic, which costs extra, but it's really good, um, to kind of alert me as to, you know, don't take this route or take that route. The the problem is I stopped using it because it always wanted to take me, now that I have a way to go, it always wants to take me the most efficient way, and I, I, you know, it just doesn't work for me. So, um, But when we travel someplace I don't know where I'm going, um, usually I'll I'll put the location in and just find alternative directions to take us kind of you know back ways in. Well, why why don't we do this where you tell me all about Tom Tom and I'll tell you all about Navigon and then we'll dig into a couple other alternatives that we've used. That's a great idea. Uh, so uh, Tom Tom is um, basically made to be used while you're driving, so the interface is ve- very much gets out of your way. Uh, you tap the screen and it brings up some choices, but other than that, you don't really see it. Um, I have the sound stuff turned off almost all the time, and uh, uh, but it's just What's a the very, sound stuff. Do you mean oh, you know, like directions, music driving or directions? The, oh, the um, turn yeah. by turn. Yeah, turn by turn directions. Sorry, um, and uh, it has a little. Uh, if you pay for the traffic stuff, I believe it uses a a combination of traffic reports and crowdsourcing based on vehicles. Like if you you know disclose your. Uh, you know your location and whatever. I guess it builds up a uh, a database of what's going on with the traffic. So uh, the traffic uh, has been really, really accurate for me. Um, you like I said, you have to pay extra for it, but it shows up as a little strip along the right hand side that highlights little markers along your route that, that are going to be a delay. The extra thing, like initially, I was I was really grumpy about all yeah, the nickel yeah, and dime true. things of like, why do I got to pay for this? And and then. Like you price out what it costs to update a GPS in your car. Like if you have like a built-in GPS system, GPS, GPS, that's redundant, right? GPS system. Uh, Do you know how much it costs to get a new DVD to insert and update the maps? No. It it can be like $1,500 based on on the system. That's just to update the maps. Yeah, (laughs) I have a... Once I came to terms with that, I was like... Buy everything in this. Yeah, <laughs> in this just, just might as thing. well. I, right? I have an actual handheld GPS um, that we can talk about maybe if we have time that I bought for geocaching with the kids, mm-hmm. and uh, that thing was like two to three hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you want to get a even good those, one. Even those, what do you do when you update the maps? You buy 
a disc. You buy a disc, or you can download them from places, and then you know use this uh, you know USB cable and upload them. Yep. But you have to buy you know all sorts of That's crazy. If they have them for the park that you're going to or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so uh, yeah, Tom Tom. There have been situations. So uh, twice a year, just about, we drive from Pennsylvania down to North Carolina. And there have been instances with TomTom where we're driving along on the route that we know uh, is the way you go. And TomTom will beep at us and say, you have to go this other way. And we all, we've always look at each other and we're like, that's dumb. Why would we want to do that? Um, so we did it last summer with the kids. And we said, well, we, let's just go follow these directions and see what happens. Um, maybe it's a better way, maybe, you know, who knows what. So anyway, we get off, it takes us really far afield, like it's the opposite direction. We didn't know what was happening. Um, but then it turns out that it looped us back underneath the highway that we were on that was completely stopped traffic for 15 miles (laughs) for some sort of an accident. And I'm like, I am always listening to this thing from now on. I love you, dumb, dumb. Yeah. And there was another time when we were coming down and, um, it told us to take some strange off-ramp, and we we're sitting in traffic. I'm like, let's just take it. Why not? So it looped us around onto an, uh, an under-construction uh, uh, lane, HOV lane, uh, which maybe five cars were on. And it was completely – it ran completely parallel to the road that we were on with no traffic. That It was in Virginia, which is traffic's just terrible there every every summer. So ever since then, I've been swearing by the TomTom traffic stuff. And when they say, you know, it's time to renew uh, – by the way, TomTom is renewing. Every 12 months, you have to renew your traffic uh, uh, stuff. But I pay it almost gladly, mainly because it saved us, I don't know, dozens and dozens of hours of sitting in traffic. So um, – what about Navigon? I haven't seen that since probably iOS 3 or 2. Uh, well, first I'll just throw out there for traffic. For a while, I did the Waze thing, W-A-Z-E. Yep, you that's pretty them, popular, right? yeah. They were acquired by Google. Right, another crowdsourcing. Th- yeah, yeah. Uh, awesome. Like, the traffic on that was fantastic, not just because of the traffic, but because it was really good at, like, people identifying speed traps very handy stuff like that because it was almost like i think they gamified it i never participated in the gamification stuff like i rarely reported anything but as long as you're running it it's constantly updating their back-end service to keep track of like this is how fast you're going and at this geolocation right so they can kind of know how well traffic's doing but you can quickly tap a button that basically says cop here or problem here, whatever, you know, whatever's going on that has nothing to do with your speed, but there's a there's an issue to be aware of. And that was great. Yeah, like I think getting I all that the, real uh, feedback. Yeah, I used the first or second iteration of that and I thought it was kind of neat, but um, I think I was using Navigon or, or TomTom at the time, and it didn't supplant that enough yeah, for me to move to it. Yeah, it just wasn't good enough with the, like, the routing, I found. I did not like the way um, Waze routed Navigon does the same thing where like you can get different routes, but it it does it in this like way with it'll show you th- maybe three or four different routes automatically when you say like here's where I want to go. Yeah, sort of it'll like pop Apple Maps up and does. say, yeah, here are the different routes you can take. Choose your route, and then you pick whichever one you want, or you can modify it and say like go through this waypoint. You know, if you want to force it to a different location. Well, one of the things that um, that kind of tipped me off to TomTom Smarts 
was I would drive up to um, from where I was living at the time, which is right over the bridge in New Jersey, um, over the bridge from Philadelphia in New Jersey to uh, New York City to Brooklyn, probably every other week. And I would use TomTom Tom just to check out the, um, the traffic, make sure there's no traffic driving up there. And TomTom was the only one, this includes Google Maps, it includes Apple Maps, it includes all the ones I've tried. It was the only one that routed what I considered the smartest way to, it didn't basically say, go to the west of New York and cut through the city and then take the bridge into Brooklyn. It would, it would take me <laughs> right. through the Long Island, you know, yeah. Uh, takes the way the people yeah. that know yeah, the exactly. city. And uh, yeah. once, I, once I saw that and it did it so consistently, I was like, you know, um, that, that trip through New York city is such an awful way to go. Like it's just not using enough smarts to, to, never take somebody through New York City. Like, right. It's just the worst idea. So anyway, that was another reason that it kind of cemented TomTom Tom well, as a what smart voice one. do you use? Because I know that, that was a big selling point of TomTom uh, Tom was yeah, the crazy voice selection, like, yeah, they, you know, like Darth Vader. And, yeah, they had uh, the only one I considered buying was Homer Simpson, but I ended up not getting any because I just turned it all off. super annoying the yeah, whole time. Exactly. Yeah. So um, let's see. Navigon, I basically bought every pack, including like they have one that's like cockpit, which will keep track of the gyroscope and and tell you if you're braking too hard or whoa, really? You know, I, yeah, know some that. extra extra stuff like that. I never use that stuff. I just bought all the packs because who knows? Because and that's what I kind we do. of didn't want them to go out of business. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But uh, Navigon's available for everybody, I guess. You know, like iPhone, Android, Windows Phone even. Uh, probably because they were bought by Garmin. And Garmin just, you know... They are everywhere. ...wants to be on everything now. Yeah. Because they almost, like, bit the bullet when they were dead set against smartphones. Oh, is that true? I didn't know that. I, I knew uh, that that they were a big they, name, but... They were a huge name. I had one of the standalone Garmins that basically had a little hard disk inside of it. And all the maps, that was a big thing. Like, it had to be offline when when I got my first GPS system because I went through a lot of tunnels, like, oh, stuff yeah. like that. And if it's not integrated with your car and you lose the GPS signal very often, it will just be, like, searching, searching, searching. Yeah. Whereas the ones, like, I have one integrated in my car now, it knows based on how your wheels are turning that you're still moving and that whether or not you've turned your steering wheel and taken the right route and stuff like that. So oh, that's kind of kind of keep up. Uh, pretty yeah. well. Navigon does a pretty good job of that too. Kind of figuring out you must be in a tunnel and estimating what you've been doing. Yeah. Uh, Tom, Tom does that too. I actually ran into some issues when we, um, I took the kids on a vacation up to the Poconos and I thought, you know, the, the, the iPhone will be fine. This is the first iPhone. So this is the, you know, it wasn't great. Uh, it was bare. Well, maybe it was a 3GS because it had three. It had the GPS in it. Anyway, I thought this was going to be great and it would get me where I needed to go. But, um, you know, the Poconos are mountains. Uh, and <laughs> so I would be driving down this mountain pass, not really knowing where I needed to turn next because I wasn't, wasn't paying attention. And I would just lose my signal. And I would lose everything, and the maps would stop working. And I would be like, oh, boy, this isn't good because I got yep. kids in the car. Mm -hmm. I don't know where I need to turn next. Uh, there's there's roads all over I've the place. I did, I did the same exact thing. So. Like, almost, maybe actually that was near the Poconos, too. It was a long trip up through to Pennsylvania from 
I don't know, several years ago, and we were using, it might have been Google Maps or something like that, where my wife was the co-pilot on the iPad, and I was driving, and we had it in the window, and we were losing cell signal and being, like, <laughs> completely confused, and because and, my GPS basically saved my marriage, like, <laughs> like, early on. We would get in the car to go to, like, Ikea, and halfway there we'd be at each other's throats like i'd be like you're the you're the co-pilot you figure it out on the map yeah. and you tell me where to go and she's holding up the map at like the like the most zoomed out view and like <laughs> why are you looking at a globe you should be looking at a map <laughs> like where are we going and then we'd pull off to the side of the highway because we'd be completely lost oh geez so after one too many ikea trips i just said forget it i went to best buy and bought that garmin and my wife thought it was a huge waste of money until we both got in the car and it's like turn here and we yeah. had the best drive. Yeah, like we had exactly. we chatted. It was like really relaxing, and she was sold after that. Well, so. I think just at a at a higher level now than we've been talking about apps and all this stuff. Um, when you think back, like I I drive with so much less worry now, just in general. Like if I get routed out, you know, someplace, especially because if it's someplace I don't I'm, I'm unfamiliar with, which I'm driving very frequently. Like if I got routed someplace else, I just would be. So Screwed. I would know where to go. I um, use my GPS even when I know where I'm going. Yeah, I do too be- now because, just for traffic. Because what happens if they close the road yep. or whatever? Like there's a place I go probably once a month. I still turn on my GPS when I go there because it involves going on the highway. Yeah. And who knows? There's going to be construction, you know. It's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's just it's, convenience. It's a convenient thing, but it's, it's, um, it's become such an inextricable uh, you know, inextricably linked part of how I drive and get around because I drive a lot for work and all that stuff. Um, so, so that leads us kind of a little bit. I don't know if you want to get into it yet, but into wasn't Apple done. Maps. No, Apple I wasn't Maps. done with Navigon. Okay, go with Navigon. Keep going. <laughs> it is a big topic. You, you didn't, you didn't give me much, much opportunity to uh, wow you there. Okay, keep wowing me. So the other thing, it took me a little while to discover this about Navigon, and I really do like it, which is uh, they have a lot of points of interest stuff, which is fine. Like, that's that's okay if you're, like, traveling to a new town and, hey, you know, where are the restaurants, where are the gas stations? They have uh, basically, like, a Google, built-in Google search. So one of the things that I found the most annoying about most GPS is needing to get the name, like, find the place in the GPS system sometimes is very difficult. Like, you either have to already know the address, so you Google the address, or you need to know, oh, it's under this type of attraction, and it's this type of business, and this type, you know, this exact town name, and that was pretty annoying. So, being able to go in and basically do, like, a rate, like you would do a normal Google search, like, you know, uh, grocery stores near name of town, and it pops up with a whole list, you tap it, and enters it right into Navigon, starts the navigation. So that was a pretty great like change from, I'd use several of the other GPS apps for iOS and they all required that like tedious stepwise identification of the point of interest. And I just, just really disliked that. <laughs> I don't know. It was, it seemed counterintuitive. So I'll just, hit the last few 
the walking directions in Navigon are awesome. Like the herb, they call it urban guidance. Seems a little odd, but, um, yeah, we're going to get into iOS a little bit, but tell me how maybe, no, well, this is, this well, is compared to universal. So, well, uh, compared to me, how the urban guidance is different than the, than the iOS walking directions, for instance, I don't use iOS walking directions very often ah, okay. because they stink. <laughs> um, but they're, they're good. Okay. So that's how they're different. <laughs> okay. I don't think they stay. But, I don't think they, iOS. They, let stay, you, they also incorporate like all different transportation modes. You can oh, take a bus. Okay. You could, uh, take a ferry. Oh, so it's not just walking. Know, it's rail. other stuff. Right. It's yeah. all kinds of, okay. All kinds so of stuff. yeah, iOS does stink for that. And, and you point. tell it, you know, I'm, I'm walking. So give me walking directions. And I find I've used, I've used Apple maps many times for the walking directions and they're okay but like it just assumes you're not in a hurry and you don't mind if you backtrack and you 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 go back on like like around the block where you could have just turned around and walked 10 feet mm. like it'll walk me around the block i've had it do that many times before like where is it going oh it just walked me in a circle oh interesting <laughs> yeah. not cool uh that's not that helpful the last two plugins or packages wikipedia is cool in Navigon, so it'll tell you like if you if you go to a new town, it'll give you information about the town. Oh, that's kind of where cool. things are. We should have uh, used that on our Asheville trip. It would have been useful. Yeah, uh, yeah that's true. <laughs> Didn't even think about it. Uh, and stuff will just kind of pop up on the screen in like this nice 3D view. And then they also have um, like a th- um, what is it? The mobile alerts of like police and all that stuff. It's speed traps. Yeah, it it works pretty good. I don't know where they get their info. It's not it's not as good as Waze, but generally I don't mind. I mean, I drive I, I to Massachusetts. They don't give speeding tickets in Massachusetts, anyway. yeah. as far as I can tell. Yeah, like everybody just speeds here anyway. <laughs> so uh, I I rarely like pay attention to that info. So that that's it for Navigon. I really yeah. like it. My wife loves it. She uses it. That's her only GPS. Well, I think Whereas it's just a matter of what you settle on. Um, like Navigon, I liked it when I used it, but when Alice started using TomTom, Tom, um, I started using it because you know she would she was using it, and I would see the interface in her car, and it seemed like it was really good. And I thought it'd be good for us to consolidate on the same thing. Uh, and I've been really happy with it so far. But I I'm, I think probably uh, Navigon and TomTom Tom are fairly equivalent as far as you know a. It is a, a targeted service that tries to be the best so that you buy it, right? So they mm-hmm. really um, benefit from from giving a lot of features that work. Um, Waze, I believe Waze is free, right? Or it's I think always it been is, free, yeah. but you sign up and you have an account and it like keeps track of stuff and so that it gives you re- rewards or whatever they do. I don't yeah, know. And it's it's I think Google bought it, so it goes into your. Your well, it was already mapping. doing that stuff before they oh, bought yeah. it. It just happened to fit with their market. Yeah, I know. Um, I won't get into my Google rant. So the thing with Apple Maps is my understanding is it's powered by TomTom. So I thought that it was going to be accurate, but it's not <laughs> so accurate. Um, and I thought that it was going to get us points of interest information from TomTom as well. So maybe they're not buying all of the TomTom info, but I know for sure that the Apple Maps uh, data is not as... Like, I've looked at... TomTom's app and Apple Maps, and they don't match when when I discover discrepancy. Mm-hmm. So there's some sort of who knows what they're buying. Who you did, never who know. There's probably exactly. some contractual obligation that they show that they got something from TomTom, even yeah. if they didn't get all the data. Or they're not using but it. It's or just something. 
for me, it just doesn't work as well. It's not as smart. I guess that's that's why I don't use that stuff from from Apple Maps. What yeah. I do like about Apple Maps is looking up a restaurant, looking looking up a location because it has you know a good amount of detail and it's presented in a really nice way. I like the um, satellite view. It looks really nice mm-hmm. being able to zoom in. I like if you look at Boston, for example, you can get that like 2.5D view of Boston. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like see-through buildings. That's actually pretty handy for trying to figure your way around the city. Yeah, I agree. I do the same thing with New York City. It's a very uh, very nice way of orienting yourself to some of the bigger places. I also, you know, I I think I use app, the Apple Maps more now than I ever have, mainly because it's just a default in a lot of things. Um and I, I find that I would say compared to when it first came out, it's, it's way more accurate than it used to be. Um, and I use its driving directions a lot of the time uh, when I'm just doing a from here to there, like I'm uh, you know, navigating to a place we made an open table reservation with or um, you know, things like that. I mean, I just think the integration is pretty darn cool. I also think the Apple Watch integration is kind of nice. Um, you know, with the Apple Watch, um, which you won't necessarily get into here, but when you're driving, it gives you kind of a blinker sound out of your watch when the turn's coming up, uh, which is kind of handy. And when you're walking, as has been mentioned many times in the news, you know, it gives you this kind of staccato beat when you have to turn right, and it gives you a steady beat when you need to turn left or vice versa. Mm-hmm. I don't use it a lot for, for, for walking directions, but um, it's kind of a neat way to do it. So then when you look up uh, on your wrist, it has a glance saying you have to go, you know, left or right. And there's a little thing saying, look for this road sign or something like that. So it's, right. it's supplemental though, right? Yes, it's not a, like exactly. a standalone map. Right. It's kind of like just, you don't, to to me, Apple Watch is all about not taking your your phone out of your pocket and it's just doing that. Like all the map stuff's still on your phone. You're just looking at it saying, turn right in, you know, 50 feet. (laughs) I have to say, I've watched people walk into other people while they're holding their (laughs) iPhone, looking at their Apple Maps navigation. Yeah, I see that in New York a lot. just not paying attention. So, but but you didn't mention the um, Mac to iPhone uh, feature, which is... Yeah, why don't pretty you, good reason. Why don't you to talk use. about that a little bit because I don't really use it that much. So it's just like you can do the research on your Mac, find the place that you want, and everything, and the directions, and then share that to your iPhone. Basically, you pop up the little like box with an arrow coming out of it, mm-hmm. and it shows your iOS devices. Oh, that's kind of sweet. I never yeah. used that. Well, that's pretty neat, right? Uh, <laughs> so you find something on your Mac that you want to go to. You hit share this. It sends it to your iPhone. What does it do? Does it like it navigate to it? It puts it on the maps there. Yeah. puts it, it, okay. it basically allows you to like send your current like view of Apple Maps. Because I do a lot of stuff on my computer when I'm planning. Mm-hmm. So it's cool to be able to send that to my phone when I'm ready to go or whatever. So it's, um, it's nice. It's a little convenient thing. I think you can do that with Google Maps too. I don't don't really use that. But I'm pretty sure you can do that with your Google account to like add things to your Google maps on your phone. I, I seem to recall somebody mentioning that. That sounds likely. I, I did use Google maps a lot way back when, and my, my distaste for Google has been well mentioned. So, I, but I actually had, uh, when it first came out, not when it first came out, maybe about a year after it came out, um, when I was going back and forth between Apple maps and Google maps, I actually had some pretty, um, 
I was hoping that Google Maps would be the accurate twin to Apple Maps on my iOS device, but it, it actually made some really weird decisions for me. Like uh, it tried to get me to turn left through a guardrail on a four lane highway that I needed to go to, to this restaurant for work. And I, and I got completely hmm. lost on that one. And, and it, I didn't, I'd never had that happen before, so I wasn't expecting it. Um, and I think the thing with Google Maps on a few occasions was like the, you know, turn right here, like with no warning type situation, which was a little bit of a problem. So I actually stopped using it and then I just never went back to it again. I'm sure it's much better now, but, um, do you use any other iOS apps to, to help you? Oh yeah. When I'm traveling, I like Yelp. I don't maintain a profile. I always use the, uh, use without an account option. Yeah, I do the same Yelp, thing. Yeah. Which... Yeah, whatever. That's my thing. I, I'm betting I would get a better experience out of Yelp if I had an account and like kept up with it. But Yelp's actually pretty good for finding good off-the-beat restaurants and cafes and stuff. I've used it a ton when I've traveled. Like I went to South Carolina, found an awesome Thai place that was in a strip mall that I would have never, ever stopped at except – it had a bunch of Yelp ratings that sounded pretty good, like people that knew what they were talking about. Um, around me is a similar idea. It's like uses your geolocation and says, let me see what kinds of places are within a certain distance. And you can just kind of like thumb through restaurants, cafes, gas stations, uh, and shows other info. Have you ever heard of local scope? No. What is that? It's pretty bonkers and <laughs> probably only worthwhile for traveling. Imagine an app that uh, was a map that then integrated with every social service you could ever imagine, like Yelp, Facebook, Twitter, Wikipedia, uh, Instagram, Flickr, Picasa, Factual, ParkMe, City Search. Boy, what else is in here? What? Google, this sounds bananas. Foursquare. But the the idea is, you go in, you put in your your, you know, you let it use your location, figure out stuff, and then it'll do things like show you all the Flickr photos for that area. That's pretty neat. Like to see, That's like, oh, awesome. I want to go, I want to check out this part of town. Oh, look at that! There's this really old church over there. Somebody took this awesome picture of. I want to go, you know, check that out. So it's a pretty nice way to explore. I kind of wish Apple Maps did more stuff like that. Yeah, to, I, I kind of wonder in, in like, if... like, give me a way to explore a city. Yeah, I, I kind of wonder if they're not looking to do something like, like that down the road. It's funny, there's a, <clears throat> there's a mapping app for iOS. Well, it's not a mapping app per se. It's actually an exercise app called Strava um, that I use while I'm biking a lot. And they actually released something called Strava Local, which is something that's kind of similar. Like if you were to go to another area, and it's, right now it's just a few major metropolitan things, they actually have some curated, um, you know, rides through these cities that take you to cool places that you probably wouldn't find otherwise. And um, so I, I do think that curation aspect is something that is probably the next frontier as far as the mapping stuff goes. You know, once they get the accuracy down, <laughs> I think it's yeah, probably that's, next. Uh, the whole time you're saying this, I'm like, boy, I just, I kind of just want them to figure out the the mapping part yeah. first, and then and then then move on to something else. I mean, but at that point, 
they they'd really be playing catch up to all these other things. Right. And exactly. I don't know if that's that's much of a selling point. Maybe it is. I, I have no idea. Uh, Apple that, at this that's kind of it for me. I, I've I've played with a bunch of different travel like location city search type apps. These are the only ones I still use well, years and years later. So there's a few um, iOS apps that I'm still using. I'm not sure if they're on other platforms or not. One of them is called Rego, R-E-G-O. Really well-designed oh, yeah. app. Like a location um, yeah, it's, recording thing? Yeah, yeah, it's a location recorder. Um, I've used it for a lot of different things. One of the things that, I, that was the most fun um, was I created a, um, a day trips uh, f- project essentially um where i would plan out um day trips to local city you know cities close to us that we hadn't traveled to before so lancaster is fairly close and we haven't really gone around lancaster and i'd um found articles or documentation newspaper or web whatever and uh, that mentioned these places and i ended up putting them into uh rego and it basically built like a cool little um, I don't know, it's kind of like a scrapbook type of place of like, here's the 10 places you identified. Here's where they are on the map. Here's pictures that you can, you know, attach to each one. Um, you can talk about, you know, here's the address. Here's what the place is. You can add pictures. You can add comments. You can add text. It, so in a way, it became almost like a, a location-based diary, which was kind of neat um, because... You know, if you ever want to go back there, you, you may not remember. What was the name of that restaurant again that we went to, Lancaster? Oh, yeah. yeah. So the, that's, that's kind of nice. Basically, it's like a Foursquare, except it's only on your device, right? Yes, it's like a personal Foursquare, exactly. Now, mm-hmm. what they added uh, when iOS 8 came out was a widget that when you pull down the notification center, you basically just tap a button that says, you know, mark my current location, wherever you right. are. And... Um, then when you pull it down again, you can say map to the last location. And so I use it a lot for parking directions and all that kind of stuff, which is pretty handy. Uh, another one that I don't remember where I ran across this, but it's called ETA. Um, and its only purpose is to put various um, places where you plan on traveling to quite often into your uh, notification center. And tells you how long it will take to get there. So I have one mm-hmm. for work. I have one for a uh, place where I get my kids. Um, I have one for um, you know home or whatever. So when I'm in, how, do, how does it know like traffic and things like that? Um, it uses Apple Maps. So any Apple Maps information about traffic because Apple Maps does do traffic. It just may not be mm-hmm. the best traffic. Um, and I find that it just gives me a good indication. Like if, if some place usually takes 45 minutes to get to and ETA is telling me it's an hour and 15, I know that I should probably open up TomTom and see what's going on. Yeah. Um, so I use that with three sites. And basically, they just calculate wherever I am. Whenever I pull it down, it tells me how long it would take to drive there. I find it pretty handy. Um, and then I think the last one uh, to mention, well, there's two more. Uh, one is called Gaia, G-A-I-A, GPS. It's an iOS app. It's uh, It works on an iPad and iPhone. I believe it's um, multi-platform, but I could be wrong there. It's it's kind of like a hiking um, GPS for your for your phone. So um, you can o- lay over top of the normal map a street view. 
You can lay uh, topographical maps over top of it. You can lay over um, satellite maps over top of it. You can overlay. You can toggle each one of these views off and on as you need to. Um, and then it tracks where you've gone via breadcrumbs. It has pretty accurate uh, altitude tracking and mm. remembering. So, so um, I think I saw this. There was an Apple commercial for people who are hiking some mountain somewhere and they're using an app. And I'm like, that looks like a really handy app for some of the hiking that we do around here. And it's been really neat. Now the issue with Gaia for me is that I think the complicated interface is kind of a, a drag. Sometimes there's a lot of, because you have to toggle those layers on, there's like a, a weather layer. Also, I forgot to mention that. So like, if you see clouds rolling in, it'll actually overlay the satellite from weather underground on the map that you're currently oh, looking that's cool. at. And the other thing that I forgot to mention is that you can download maps to your phone. Any one of those layers can be downloaded to your phone or all of them. So if you're going into uh, an area where you may have spotty data connectivity, you can just yep. download it all to your phone. And then all you're using basically is your, your GPS. That was the big selling point for Navigon for me too, is that the map packs are downloaded locally to the device. So you, you go through and you choose the states yeah, that you uh, care about. Yeah, TomTom's Tom the same down. way. Yeah. It's so, kind of a so drag because it's like, like two gigs. You're not like constantly downloading data. Yeah. Yeah, whatever, man. Well, <laughs> like see, you know, for the, the cheapos, for me, I had a 16 gig phone for a long time. So that was like an eighth of my phone. But it, again, uh, it was kind of worth it. Um, and then uh, the other one I used, <laughs> my wife and I have been using it more and more since we're going on bike rides, either together or alone, is uh, Find My Friends. Um, my wife and I each have ourselves connected up through Find My Friends, so she wants to know how close yeah. I am to getting home. She just brings that up, and she can see right where I am on my path, which is kind of handy. I actually used I used Find My iPhone instead because it uh, allows me to see when my wife will come home from work, but also do things like push an, push an alert notice to her phone when she loses it or wipe it. Oh, that's a neat idea. Tab or something like that. Yeah. So it, but it, you know, the same idea, like I can use it to see her location live and where her phone is and, and stuff like that. So it sounds a little creepy, uh, but it's pretty handy in this day and age. It does sound creepy. But she, uh, she used to joke about it, like that I was spying on her. I was like, honestly, that way you don't have to worry about calling me to tell me that when you'll be home for dinner. Cause I can just look, Oh, okay. You'll be home in probably about 30 minutes because you're, you still haven't left the train station. Well, yeah, that's so, what it was recently with that. Find my friends is I was on a ride probably longer than I'd been on previously. And you know, if you ride a bike around here, there's a lot of hills. There's is he a lot dead in a ditch? Exactly. So she just wanted to know, like huh, he's still moving. So either a wolf was carrying his body away. <laughs> Exactly. Or he's okay. He's on the the horns of a bull, which is taking across, taking off across a a veil somewhere. No, it was it was pretty handy for her because she, then she didn't have to call or she didn't have to yeah. worry. And um, yeah, find my friends is nice because you can do it mutually sharing. Find my iPhone is more of a pain. Like I have to go set it up on yeah. on the device and everything. Find my friends is nice because you can say like just share this with this person. So that's cool. Yeah, and and for my wife and I, it's pretty handy, and we we don't care who, if e either of us know where the other one is because we pretty much know all the time anyway. So it's just used for uh, convenience purposes, and it's it is something that we ended up using 
Uh, we were in some huge department store one time where she was like off looking in the linens department and I was off who knows where I was. <laughs> and we pulled up, find my friends, and, and, and I noticed she was still over there, so I was able to find her. So that was like the that, more mundane use for it. But uh, That push, no, push uh, audio alarm or alert through Find My iPhone, I've used that several times. Really? And it is it is glorious because even if the phone is on silent, it will alert. Oh, that's pretty it handy. Will, it will <laughs> loudly, and it is loud. So even if the volume is turned all the way down, it will be loud. And uh, there was something I really needed a response for my wife on something because I had somebody on the other line and I needed some info for from her. And she was like at Costco and, you know, doing her whatever thing and not paying attention to her phone in her purse. And I was like, Oh my gosh, how am I going to do this? Push that alert. <laughs> she, she called me immediately <laughs> just to make the sound it, stop. Is, yeah, exactly. It, well, it, it stops after a few seconds. It's not like permanently alerting. Yeah. The, uh, the <laughs> so. Apple watch has something similar. So you can find your phone too. And it does yeah. the same sort of pinging sound extremely loud. <laughs> so that's yeah. pretty good. So I think we have, uh, one I'll more. throw one more out there yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah. Since you mentioned Rego, I used to use Evernote for this. Oh, you can take a, a note with location information and add like photos and stuff to that, so you can like build up almost like a little journal. Yeah, of I used to use it for area. that. Actually, when yeah, I, um, it's cool. I would use it when I would first started going to Brooklyn, New York a lot. I used to use it for. So, you know, case in point, you would find a restaurant that you like. I would take a picture of the restaurant outside, which would geotag where it was when I took it. And then I would take a picture of the menu in the window, which you would then do texts to, you know, yeah. it, it would mm-hmm. you know, recognize all the text. So I had basically with those two pieces of information, where it was, what kind of food they served, what the prices were. And, and then your notes on it. Yeah. And then your notes, it was like, <laughs> like if you liked it was it. pretty yeah. awesome. Um I hope they come back from whatever like acid trip they're on with Evernote <laughs> of like we we want to be your social like business network something or another because the direction they've been moving just seems ludicrous to me. Well, I mean, I can understand why they're going on it because there's a lot of people playing in the place that they're playing, but I do or they've agree. saturated their market. Yeah, it could be that too. <laughs> so they need a new market. I don't, I don't but know. I, did I don't use like it a the lot. idea of su- suggested content stuff in my Evernote notebook Mm-mm. or like business related information. I just, it just didn't seem like they were going in, in a direction that I would enjoy. No, me neither. Um, but I did use it quite a bit for those early days. And, and now it kind of a bummer. All that stuff is kind of, um, you know, off on its island somewhere. I never log into it. I never use it because of all that other stuff. Yeah. But it's yep. still out there. Um, I'm using actually. So for that same reason, I'm using Rego now, uh, which is kind of this is functioning the same way. Well, do you back that up anywhere? Well, that's the problem. Is it's it's kind of its own little world. Um, so as long as I'm using Rego on my phone, it's it, it, and I can share things with it, but it's not. It's not quite as ubiquitous as Evernote. Like on Evernote, I yeah. took a picture of the the photograph, the sign of the store outside or the restaurant, and the and the menu, and I could actually on my laptop read the menu whenever I wanted to. Yeah, that's cool. It's very it, it, Rego's yeah, limited. Evernote is an amazing piece of technology. I, this is not. I am not slighting them at all. They are. They've done a tremendous job. 
I just don't want to get stuck in something that looks like it's like the train is going to the wrong destination. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm jumping off the train before I get too far along in that wrong destination. Yep. So. Yep. And, and, but all right. So yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I, I took us totally off the track. You did, but that's train okay. metaphors. So, all right. So we covered iOS. What do you do when you're sitting in front of your computer and you're trying to look something up? Um, I generally uh, t- bring up Alfred and type in Maps, and it brings up Apple Maps. Really? You do all your searching in Maps? Yeah, I do. You don't use Google Maps? I don't. So if you're looking for a business? I use Maps. Um, looking for somebody to cut down an old dead tree? Uh, ask or I ask around. I definitely don't <laughs> use Google for that. I wouldn't trust Google for that anyway. I, I, yeah. There are certain businesses that I just want word of mouth for. Um, I just Apple Maps just never has the same quality of business information like to find b- local businesses you're you're is, probably right my experience um, it's funny i don't want to sound like an, a, a contrarian but i actually don't use google for anything anymore i don't use it for mm. even searching i use DuckDuckGo for searching which is yeah, not bad for that stuff i use DuckDuckGo now. um and i don't use its mapping anymore i don't use obviously email i don't use any of that stuff so I don't know what I'm missing. I still use their maps. Yeah, their maps are great. And I still occasionally use their search when I don't like the quality of the DuckDuckGo results. Well, uh, there may the be nice stuff. thing about DuckDuckGo, you could put like exclamation G. Yeah, it's kind of handy. your search and it just makes it a Google search. Yeah. Um, I, there may be things that I'm missing and it may be awesome and I'm a, and I'm a bonehead for not using it. Um, but at this point, I don't feel like I'm, um, I'm not getting information that I'm, you know, it's not like when I do a search and DuckDuckGo responds with stuff that I feel like, oh, this is inadequate. I need to search Google as well. Usually I find what I'm looking for and I just move on with life and I never have this quandary of like, oh, what do I do? Do I, you know, it's not like I'm, it's not like I'm sitting here wringing my hands going, oh my God, I, I, I have to use Google, but I don't want to. No, it just, just never comes up. Like I have other things, you know, it kind of goes back to our earlier discussion about Dropbox. It's like, what would I do if I didn't have Google? I had that conversation with myself a couple of years ago, and I said, well, I'm going to use this you know, this for search, I'm going to use this for maps, and I'm going to use this. And those pieces may not have been adequate when it first started, like the maps and Apple Maps, but um, they're pretty good. And like I said, I don't rely completely on Apple Maps. TomTom's pretty good. I just find that uh, Google is more up-to-date with businesses that are like have gone out of service like that. Oh, this, you know, this gardening center isn't, is closed now. Like Google seems to be on top of that. As soon as like they close, it doesn't show up as a result for me anymore. Whereas Apple maps tends to have far more results, but you have to like figure out, Oh, this closed three years ago. That just gets super frustrating. I do like using the native app. I do like the Google or that Apple maps has, like integration with, um, what is it? I think I think they use Yelp. They do, they do, yeah, Yelp. That's where they get their business reviews. Oh, they do. And I like the I like the Yelp reviews better than the Google reviews. I find that the Google reviews are lower quality. You know, the star ratings from people and stuff like that. I think the Yelp reviews are better. Oh. Yeah. So like, I just looked up house painting because I'm considering getting my house painted. And Apple Maps has the Yelp reviews for those businesses, and Google has the um, the Google whatever whatever their ratings are. 
I don't, I don't, I don't know what they're where they're rated. Google Plus, I guess, something like that. Tree removal. So they have a lot Doing of a a lot of reviewers, quote reviewers. Yeah, I guess you're right. I for some reason I thought DuckDuckGo used Yelp as well, they but use, they don't. No, they use they don't have ratings. They use Open Map or something like that. Yeah. For their map and DuckDuckGo. Huh. It's interesting. I but said, I'll throw out there. Have you checked out uh, what Bing or no Yahoo or MapQuest? No, although Any Bing is coming up more and more often. This is an interesting one with the Apple Watch. When you tell her Siri, say Siri, search for X Y Z, it actually does a. Oh gosh, my phone woke up um, when I said that, and so did my watch. Whoops, hey, Siri. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't have any of that turned Whoops. on. I don't, I, don't um, use it. I use it quite a bit, actually. Uh, so whenever I say that, it um, it it's on. If you do it on the Apple Watch, it makes a handoff icon appear on your phone, and you swipe up, and it has the results in Bing, which is weird because I have DuckDuckGo in my iOS defaults go to DuckDuckGo. So mm-hmm. it's probably overriding mm-hmm. that, which is, I think, find also interesting. And I think it's interesting that, that Bing is their default. Uh, <laughs> for Yeah, so Bing Maps are pretty much, my experience is they're very, very similar to Google Maps and their quality of businesses and lists and everything. Um, they're fine. They work good. Yahoo Maps, I had a reason to try it recently because I was not finding something that I could have sworn should be there. Huh. Yahoo Maps is like shockingly fast. Really? When you like search. I don't know how they did it. They seemed like almost as soon as I was done pressing the return button, they had results on the screen. That's pretty crazy. And the results weren't, as it turned out, weren't any better. But it, it was nice. It was a nice map. MapQuest still feels like they're way, way back in the 90s. Poor MapQuest. You know, early 2000s. Yep. Uh, it's, it's, Yeah. well with so many alternatives out there i don't know like something that's sixth in line is not going to get a whole lot of uh clicks from me like usually if i'm driving and i don't know where i'm going i'm tom tom and if i am exercising it's strava if we're planning a day trip it's rego if i am on a standard a to B trip where I know where I'm going. ETA will tell me how long it takes. I know how to get there already. And, um, and you know, generally I'll say, you know, Siri, take me to blah, 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 you know, and just use whatever Apple Watch, Apple Maps default comes back. And and I've had pretty good results just doing that so far. So those are kind of like my go-tos. I don't know. It's, It's fun to play with the alternatives just to see what they're doing differently. Like, MapQuest, if you can get past all the ads, they do uh, cool live traffic where they have like actual traffic cams. Oh, interesting. Like they've integrated with various traffic cams so you can click it and see a picture of the highway, which is pretty neat. Kind of cool. And they overlay it on top of the map and everything. So it is not like a smooth experience like you've become accustomed to with, uh, with like, you know, the scrolling in and out on Apple Maps, how smooth and fluid everything is. Yeah, yeah. As Google Maps, yeah, I remember being pretty smooth, it's too. It's not so much like that on MapQuest. Mm, <laughs> it's pretty janky. Not a huge surprise there. <laughs> um, yeah, it's. Uh, but I think there's a lot of great alternatives out there. And I think 
one of the things that came up to, uh, recently, and I think I wrote a blog post on this like 100 years ago, was using sort of what you had suggested is use your GPS even if you're going someplace where you know you're going to, even if it's a long drive, uh, especially if it's a long drive, just so that it, it'll tell you if there's any delays or road closures or whatever. And I, I, I used a lot when I was doing my normal commute to work, and it, would, it was pretty darn helpful at saving me time. So I think that's a, a good you know, thing to, to do if you're not doing it. I'm kind of curious to try Navigon. I'm sure I still own it, but I, I don't have the, you know, the, packs. the packs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it does add up. I can't even recall what the original purchase price of Navigon was. It was steepish, like thirty bucks or twenty bucks or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think it was like twenty nine bucks when packs, I bought it. Yeah, yeah, all the packs add up to probably another twenty bucks, something, something along those lines. I'm kind of curious and about then, this urban guidance thing you're talking about. Although I don't live near anywhere urban, and I don't necessarily need <laughs> guiding, but it, I'm just curious as to what the interface is like and what kind of alternatives they give you because I'm do, curious about that. Do the TomTom maps automatically update all the time and you don't have to pay for refreshes or anything? Correct, yeah. I mean, they're big updates, but yeah, they update for free. The things that you pay for is a yearly uh, traffic and transit update. Which, you know, it's not a huge amount. That's that's not a big... Yeah, yeah, it's it's like 12 or 15 bucks or something like that. Or it might be as high as 25 bucks. But essentially for me, for two bucks a month, I'm getting... I mean, the amount of time it's an aggravation it saved me on on just vacations alone made that worthwhile. So um, I'm ha- not happy to pay it, but you know it is what it is. I'll, I'll pay it. You know, um, I'm yeah. I'm kind of hoping that Apple Maps comes along far enough that I don't have to worry about you know a search comes up in Apple Maps. I don't have to kind of like look at it funny and say, eh, I don't know if that's right or not. Let me check TomTom <laughs> because that's happened plenty of times. Um, but I do like the, uh, so far, uh, the driving um, and Apple Watch integration uh, with the it, with Apple Maps has been pretty darn cool. Yeah, I, I can see it. I liked the, um, the way that the Apple Maps iPhone app buzzed. Like when you when it was like getting close to being yep. needing to turn, yep. you know, especially for pedestrian stuff. Yeah. It's really so nice. That was cool. Um, and so, you know, I keep hoping that's going to improve. I mean, part of me, I still have Google, Google maps on my phone. I just haven't had a reason to use it yet. Um, generally I will, uh, my order of, of operations is if it's a long drive, I'll use Tom Tom just right off the bat. But if I just, am like, you know, uh, take me to so-and-so Siri and she'll just use Apple maps by default. I generally won't think twice about it. Although, you know, and I haven't regretted it. There've been a few situations where there was one situation where I went to this house. I don't know if I told you about this. This is about a year and a half ago. I was taking my son to a birthday party and he had his present on his lap and we come up to this house and I'm like, this doesn't feel right to me. And I was using Apple maps when it first released and I thought, this feels weird. So I go up to the door, and there's a guy in a trucker hat with no shirt, cut off shorts, with a pit bull that was colossal. And he's like, can I help you? And I was like, is this, you know, whatever the kid's name is, house for the birthday party? My son was standing behind me with a little present. And there's a guy, it was three sheets to the wind, with next to no clothes and a pit bull. And I was like, 
never mind. I think we have the wrong address. <laughs> it, it turns out that it had taken me to the identical address, um, but in a different part of town. So apparently my town had two two of them. <laughs> so I plugged it into Google Maps and it gave me the same place. So it wasn't like yeah. So I, that's hard to blame. Yeah, uh, it's hard yeah. to blame on it. But I was like, oh man, city planners. <laughs> exactly. That. that was a bummer. But that, at least we didn't get mauled. That was a that yeah. was a plus for the day. Uh, speaking of mauled, yeah. what do you think of this beer? It's big. <laughs> it's, it's a big, big, big beer. beer. It is. This is a. I'm going to give this a B plus. Um, this is uh, mm. one of the better double IPAs I've had recently, so I- I'm liking it. I'm I'm probably going to give it an A minus. I like that. I like that. It we've... could be because like uh, taking my kid for a play date all day <laughs> has really lowered my standards for might beer. Have. Maybe just any beer would have <laughs> but, done. Uh, Budweiser B plus. It's nice and malty, but then it has this really almost overwhelming bitterness hidden underneath the like the maltiness i really like the overall like sensation profile of, the profile of it yeah like yeah the, it's 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 got like pleasantness in all the right places I guess. yeah and it, i like i like the maltiness i like the sweetness the alcohol is pretty prominent very but prominent not, but not not too bad and not unpleasant like it just it warms the mouth uh, you know, but it's kind of fighting with that bitterness at the end. Yeah, I, I yeah. um, I like this stuff a lot. Um, ironically, I might not be able to have this second dark horse that I have sitting here. Oof. Well, that, a, that second dark horse is something that I smells really, like a safety meeting. Smells like a safety it. meeting is which is one of the, you know I don't necessarily know what that refers to, but it's a great name for a beer. Uh, apparently, it smells like weed, and that is the only. I watched the video on their website. Uh, that was oh. the third or <laughs> they fourth. They have a ton of videos on their website. Yeah. I thought that was really. Cool and they're funny like, too. Like the guys have a yeah. lot of personality, and this. Uh, if I ever find myself in Michigan, I am going to this place because these guys made me smile, and their beer is really, really yeah, good. Sorry, sorry, West Coast folks. I looked at their distribution. Uh, not, not anything on the West Coast. I'm kind of surprised it we have it on like the East Coast. Just spreading out to like Pennsylvania, Massachusetts. Really? Um, so yeah, uh, we got lucky. Sorry. Well, it'll be uh, you know if they keep making beers this good, hopefully they'll they'll ship them out west too. Um, I wonder, wonder if so. You said this is supposed to smell like marijuana. Yeah, this smells like a safety meeting. It was released on four twenty. Released on four twenty. Um, apparently, they they got the dankest, most pu- it used to. So they, oh, they said that it had good. a couple <laughs> different names. One was smells like weed. One was smells like Trevor's that pocket. Never passed. <laughs> and then this is the one that they got through the sensors or whatever um so smells like a safety meeting (laughs) so anyway uh i am really going to be looking for this it's only available the label the label's great yeah it's It's little noses with arms and legs and the legs are coming out of the nostrils (laughs) which kind of look like braided black hair almost really really kind of unsettling pretty bizarre um but these guys look like a bunch of beardo weirdos uh tattoos and and Mm -hmm. dirty hats and they got a good vibe so i definitely want to support these guys and um 
I'm going to be on a lookout. And they make awesome beer. Yeah, this the beer is right? fantastic. So, yeah, I just so uh, you probably would would be less gung ho to support them if they made really terrible. Well, beer. I totally agree with you. Um, but you know when they describe it in this uh, smells like safety meeting video, it cracked me up. Um, they they're, they're so you're, br- you're B plus. You're B plus. I'm an A minus. Yeah, that's well, hmm. all right. This is this is a weird departure. Usually my grades are lower. Yeah, I I, I maybe it's because I've had a lot of really good double IPAs recently. And uh, this is a fantastic one. Uh, but, well, I guess we kind of talked about uh, fairly recently the, and I haven't had a whole lot of beers since then, um, of fantastic beers that we've had recently. Um, let me see if I can bring up Tap Cellar and, and sort it by date and come up with the, the most recent uh, date double IPAs I've had. Because there's been some real good ones. And this is a good one, but... Oh, well, okay. So I had a, a Dirt Wolf last night, which is obviously awesome. Yeah, it doesn't um, count. Uh, brown Sugar recently. That's the one I gave the A- to. Uh, last night I had a Road to Ruin by Two Roads. Fantastic beer. Um, uh-huh. And I gave that one a B plus as well. So maybe I'm just in a B plus mood for, for double IPAs. And I would like to revisit this maybe when it's not quite so warm outside. It's pretty warm down here today. Yeah. Um, because double IPAs when in super warm weather, not perfect. I, I agree. Yeah. Uh, I had a busy few days. Yes. What have you I had? I had, had uh, Southern Tier Tangier, uh, which was a B minus. It was kind of boring. Uh, oh, wait. What else? Uh, I had uh, <laughs> Spring, Hop a- Spring Hop Ale from Mayflower Brewing, uh, B minus. It, w- it was okay. It was, I think it's a session. Oh, okay. Um, I know how you feel about session beers. Not just an American pale ale. Well, you know, I always feel like, do I do I grade a session relative to it being a session or just how much I liked it? Mm-hmm. Because, like, sessions very often are not that great, but they're refreshing and for having low alcohol, they're very good. Right. But, but you know, I grade on an absolute scale. Uh, I had a really good one from Harpoon, of all places. I always love the Harpoon Hunter Barrel Series. Do you do you ever get those? No, I've never had those. Like I'm not a big harpoon fan, but their hunter barrel series are like as if they told their brewers, "Here, make something that you really like." Mm. <laughs> they then they go to town. Love it. It was um, number fifty three in the hunter barrel hundred barrel series called uh, Braggett Rights, and uh, it was delicious. It was fantastic. Mm. Points unknown IPA from Stone. I haven't heard of that it's one. One of their new, yeah, one of the new ones. It was. I gave it a B, but that that Braggett writes. I gave an A minus. That was really. It was pretty stellar. I'll keep my my eyes open for that one. Yep. So um, that was that was it. We recorded only like what, three days ago, yeah, two days ago. A couple days. So I had a I had a nice day hanging out by the pool. I'll say. Um, uh, one of the things that's made me very happy is I mentioned a beer called Paideia from St Boniface the other day. If you're in Pennsylvania. Um, apparently they do just, they're doing distribution themselves right now. Um, so they're managing all of the, you know, where they're shipping kegs. I guess it makes sense because there's not a whole lot of, uh, their beer to be had right now, but Paideia, um, they are distributing it. Um, and, uh, the, my local said that they they called the, they called the brew pub and they're going to have some shipped out to a place right across the street from me. So I'm pretty happy about that. Nice. Yeah. Um, nice score. Yeah, they've been uh I I finally made friends with the the local pub's uh beer buyer. 
and she has really awesome taste in beer. So we had a, like an hour-long conversation with her the other day about beers to get, beers to look for. She wrote a whole bunch of stuff down, and apparently all that stuff's going to start showing up pretty soon. So I'm pretty stoked. Nice. Yeah. Good influencer. Yeah, exactly. We had, oh, we had some, we had some well, actually. We did. Right? Like a very, Probably very did. brief... Somebody sent us an awesome regex. Oh yes, for, for task management. Oh yeah, I had started an email back to them, um, but it might that just was talk cool. about it right now. Actually, I um, hold on a second. Let me type on my loud keyboard real quick. Um, my um, his name was Joel, and so my my uh, shortcut in tap and text expander right now is TP Joel for text. Uh, task paper Joel. Nice. <laughs> so it, it will uh, it will find any. It was a really uh, a good bunch of regex. So thanks, Joel. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, let's see, John. Whoa, John, the guy John who uh, is suggesting. We had somebody suggest some Texas beers, oh, yeah. and yeah, another yeah, yeah. person's like going to send us some Canadian beers that we should be on the lookout for. That's cool. Yep. I put those on my uh, shopping list, and I'll be looking for those. Uh, yeah. Somebody else sent some ideas for uh, Windows apps of, like, um, well, like to use Brevi instead of uh, uh, Auto Hotkey, stuff like that. Yep. So, that's cool. Like, totally appreciate all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, we definitely do. It's nice. And uh, I absolutely um, love the email. Love beer suggestions. Um <laughs> totally into that. Um, I, although sometimes, uh, oh, it was Joel that sent the the suggestions for briefy. <laughs> same guy, yeah. same guy with the regex. We do. Thanks, Joel. Thanks, Joel. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty great. Um, although with distributions being what they are, sometimes it's hard for us to get a hold of some of these beers that you are suggesting. So keep that in mind. Uh, but we will keep an eye out. That's why we love our tap seller shopping list. I just keep those in there. Um, and I have some, we have some good features that will help make that even easier coming down the road. Yeah. Cool. Um, let's, let's go, let's go break it again tonight. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Let's go wipe out all our data again. Back up our data and then break That'll it. That'll be fun. That's what we do. All right, man. Well then have a good weekend. Yeah. You too. All right. See you, man.